Hey guys, welcome to the Fading Podcast. Today we've got a special episode for you guys today. It was us boys and we got one of our good mates, Barissa, on the podcast. Recently he went traveling to Morocco, Turkey and Europe and he went solo instead of with his friends. So you guys are going to love the, his stories. He really values getting life experience and traveling in the 20s. I think you guys are all going to love it. I hope you guys do enjoy the episode. And peace. Peace. I haven't seen that. <laughs> that weird guy. <laughs> He's got He's glasses head, on. Yeah. And the other guy, you know, in the jungle warfare, I think in Japan or something like that, where they wear those massive, like, grass looking like suits or something so they can mm. blend in with the jungle yeah yeah so the other guy's wearing that and he's got a kn95 mask because this is at the start of covid and they're just talk they're just talking <laughs> they're just talking about conspiracy theories wow. and mind you he's high mm. but like when you're on the outsider in listening to the episode wallahi it's straight bats yeah no but then he's gone into a stage where he just doesn't care like yeah. honestly he can do any sort of intro and you're just he's joking yeah, it. yeah Joe it's like yeah, yeah. you remember last time yeah, this guy's like making me out like cat noises, no. bro. <laughs> okay, what would you and rather listen to? Would you rather listen to Joe Rogan, yeah, in a in a, a s- astronaut uniform, or would you rather listen to a grown man <laughs> say meow meow? At the hey, start of first, it's t- it's the meows, bro. <laughs> Straight out, he says some random stuff. Bro. I don't want to hear meow meows from an ordering. I look up to this guy, bro. He's trying to whisper meow meow to my ear, bro. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, he's funny man I've listened to him in ages bro that's what happens when you have a big audience man you can do whatever you want people will stay people will come back I think he's just practice and age you're just the man that's yeah. true you reckon Tim Ferriss is the man a rajul I'm just saying like, yeah. we should know? get him on an episode what do, what do you think consists of a man get marriage tips from him too bro, <laughs> you know there's you know what's hard about big names like you're like man I'd love to get that guy on and it's like what do I chat with him about like for example Steph Curry came on what are you going to chat to me about? You have to, you, like, yeah. Sometimes you want to get someone on so badly, but you don't know what you actually want to ask them or chat to them about. I think I know my guy that I want to get on episode. This is random. Like the number. Like weird, we like have random. This, we have like the ideal <coughs> guest. Like after him, it's like. It's not know. ideal, ideal. Like it's, this is just like some random guy that I'd chat to. Julian Hassan. Who? <laughs> Here he is? No. Same. <laughs> Did you guys say Julian Who Hassan? Who is it? Ahmed, you know Julian Hassan. Yeah. <laughs> Just say you don't know who <laughs> 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 Who is he? This guy's a Twitch streamer. <laughs> is the one that plays Warzone? No, no, no. Is he actually right? <laughs> what is it? It's a political guy. Yeah, he's but he's not on Twitch. Okay. Wait, is he on Twitch? He's on Twitch. He makes like political comments about what's going on or something like that. Damn. His name is Hassan. Like no, Hassan. Does he oh, live in America? Hassan. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's a. Okay. So he's an Australian guy who lives in the UK and what happened was he started um, he started WikiLeaks. You guys have heard of WikiLeaks before, yeah? That page where they get classified documents and they just yeah. upload it into the internet. Yeah. So he just wanted to create this place where sort of like he feeds information to the public, public information that like the US government and the government in the world yeah. don't want, you know? And for he's like the number one, if I'm not wrong, held person in the world. He was held in. What's so held like as in he was held hostage for the number one. Most wanted, no, wanted. Oh, number one most wanted. Yeah, but he's being held, or he was being held, at a Ecuadorian. Um, what's called? What do you call it? The embassies. Because in the UK, what happened once? He saw some like spies or some like Russian spies that were after him. So he just ran straight to. That's Jason Bourne. Literally, <laughs> bro. I'm <laughs> telling you right now. And for seven years, he lived in a um, what's called embassy. Literally for seven years, he lived in the embassy. And like from president after president, like Hillary Clinton wanted him, Barack Obama wanted him, bloody Donald Trump wanted him, all that kind of stuff. He helped the Russians. I think I remember that. He's the white guy. 
the white guy. Yeah, he's stuck in so this guy stuck in embassy and Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. He's no longer in embassy. You can't get him on the app, bro. He's no longer in an embassy, bro. Yeah. Just, 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 the, just the information that like he knows and all this kind of stuff mm. like the stuff that like a lot of the stuff that we know about like you know the war that happened in iraq and all that kind of stuff was because of this um what's yeah. called this platform that he started the uh, big thing is you'd be an accomplice so now you nah, you, really you but you, no, I'm saying you'd have the information then i'd come for you the information's already on wikileaks he might give you secret stuff and then, uh, you, then, you're, then you're associated with him from like that and then day you're on. the guy like just imagine people a want you yeah. we just give a teasers after <laughs> each episode you're the big target bro <laughs> hey um realistically yeah? Yeah, yeah if there was one person you guys could call 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 onto the show yeah. onto the podcast who yeah. would it be who who would you get actually <laughs> uh because i look you know their answers go guess it guess it his one's hakim a large one yeah okay yours is um you change all the time <laughs> yeah. Huh? His one oh. is huh? So so so. Give me two seconds. Give me two seconds. Other than Tim Ferriss, Timmy, yeah. uh, who's a soccer player? T. <laughs> Bro, when, where did Hasbullah come from? We can't even talk to him, huh? You can't even talk to him. Yet I speak Russian, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. Why you going? I'm gonna learn. That's a good shout, though. No, I knew, I, I knew that word, but that's all. I should have learned Russian from him. Like he's coming weeks. to Australia, yes, bro. Yes. Imagine him just sitting there just saying, <laughs> 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 He's the cutest, bro. Bro, just imagine him walking on, climbing onto this chair, just punching you. <laughs> 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 hey, he's got some nice hooks, bro. He does. Actually, I love him, man. You can't cute, hate him. Yeah, that's exactly. a good shout. Well, like, that's actually but, like, a good shout. You can shot. actually ask him, like, about, like, because all of a sudden he just got super famous. Yeah. And now everyone looks after him, bro. You go anywhere, any country. I think he posted recently. Some randoms gave it, um, maybe Finland or something. Yeah. Where it's like the president tweeted him or something. Said, like, you're, like you're welcome. I think it was like some random country. Uh, like I wouldn't even think of him going to. And they're like, you're welcome. You can come. It's like, what the hell? See, yeah, there's, there's certain things that spread regardless of language. Like, yeah. you know, like Gangnam Style when they did a, and whatever. It's like, doesn't matter what language it is, it just spreads. Just blew up. Yeah. And then this guy doesn't speak like any of the top <laughs> 10 major languages around the world. But most countries <laughs> know him, you know? Like, think about He's it. He's trying to fix it. <laughs> I'm thinking of a video. Which There's one? a video that went viral on Twitter. Yeah. Have you guys seen it, yeah? Which one? Which one? Where he's Loki on a live. Yeah? And when he's on a live, he's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> The, the one. <laughs> <laughs> he starts bolting. He's like, <laughs> and he's like shaking, he's shaking, <laughs> and he's running with that. But think of this: yeah, this guy's like one foot. Yeah, like you can hear the phone slapping on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Oh damn! Nah, that, I love, I love when he puts a jihadi music on. He does it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he, he does hard. intentionally, or the edit store? No, he does it intentionally. I think he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does on his lives. Um, yeah, even in the car when he's driving. When, not him, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. when someone else is driving. <laughs> would you come visit him if he came down to Australia? 100%. Well, we're going to go. We definitely have to go. That's Speaking right. of um, um, Hezbollah, that guy's <laughs> travelled a lot. Big time traveller, bro. You see him in Australia, Russia one moment. <coughs> he was in Abu Dhabi. Oh, they love him there, bro. At Dubai, at they look after him. Because of um, the UFC. Because uh, of Khabib and his relationship. Muslim, like Muslims there, they look after him. they got money, so... Yeah. <laughs> And by the way, and his what's his arch um, his arch and nemesis Abdul name? Razak. Abdul Razak. Not as cute as Hasbullah though. Hey. Hey, well, this is my opinion, bro. <laughs> Chill. Well, relax, bro. <laughs> it's crazy how people just blow up, Allah. Yeah, yeah, amazing, man. Without a doubt. Also, there's blowing up and utilizing it. Yeah. I keep growing your brand. Like there's one viral video, but then he kept making his brand popular by you know marketing himself in the correct way. Exactly. Mm. 
He's got. A, he's probably got. A, definitely got a good team around him. What was he doing before all of this? Like, this jumping around and stuff on like social media because he, look, he became a meme. He's he's no one. He's into cars, yeah. He's into cars. He's always yeah, he, he rides a lot of Hot Wheels. Beyblades, yeah. That's mad. Oh, they probably get dizzy riding on a Beyblade, bro. <laughs> nah, we oh, can't. That's so cute watching that. You know, it's funny if this makes it to the cut or something nah, like I that. People, people. <laughs> now nah, this is definitely making the cut. Yeah, it should, it should. If this makes the cut, all of like Hezbollah's like number one diehard fans is gonna start canceling. Bro, <laughs> we, wait, we can't get him on epic if you say wait, this. There's a video I screen recorded the other day. And I have to show you. Then we should start, inshallah. Hezbollah. I screen record like all the videos I see of him, bro. <laughs> I'll show you the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is the baby bigger than you? Well, he makes my morning, bro, every day. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's the best, day. bro. 20. Watch. You know, nah, he's for he's the guys sleeping. that are listening right now, they're not gonna see the video, so we'll get Ahmed to we just we'll put on the side. Get it so oh, they can know what we're laughing at right now. I think we've got to um, transition into the episode. Yeah, get into it. I think the, I might just have to first say thank you to the, the newcomer who took the house spot. He wanted to oh, even sorry, out. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry, where is he, anyways? Uh, he couldn't make it today. He had an assignment. Probably yeah. Western Bulldogs games on tonight, something like that. <laughs> yeah, against Shalom. Yeah. Is it actually not tonight? Yeah. Yeah, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guess. Man. Yeah. So you got someone new in the studio, Barista. Jazakallah khairan for coming on. Well, yeah, come. Thanks for having me. Um, I wanted to make a nice little chat because everyone now post-COVID, alhamdulillah, is utilizing the ability to travel. And you just went on a recent trip. Ali's got his trip soon. And legendary on uh, this couch are half jealous yeah. and half wanting to go. He's gone on trips in my head, bro. <laughs> Go on Jetstar one day, yeah. you know. Look at my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's hard, man. It's tough. Looking at yeah, it, but you know, I wanted to touch on because I think both of you are big advocates on the solo traveling as well. Because maybe some people come from the perspective, hey, I want to travel, I want to travel with my boys, and then if my boys can't do it, oh, let me change the time frame to fit in with everyone else. But then you two both come from a psychology. It's like if my boys aren't free, I'll just go by myself. So maybe I'll go Brusa because your trip was just recently. Why didn't you go with the boys? I was surprised. I'm like, bro. Yeah, like I was surprised as well, man. Yeah. yeah. Um. Look, in all honesty, like I, I listened to your podcast with uh Sus and this guy when he went traveling as well. Okay. And um, I think I heard when Sus said um he didn't invite you guys till the last minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah he's an error. And he said that he invited us. <laughs> none, none of us got the invite oh, as well. Well, two I'll days I'll in advance. They'll never forget yeah. Two days <laughs> in advance, he done his due diligence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then later on when he goes on an episode, he can say, yeah, I invited the boys. Mm. Yeah. But you're saying so. Now, in all honesty, um, like I would have asked around. I would have asked people to come join me. But like, I had a specific plan and yeah. I didn't think anyone would be able to like... Um, be part of it as in like i don't know if they'll be committed to going to uh the countries i wanted to go to and you did a month where'd you go so i went to london um the uk so i went to london and then i went to morocco and then i went to turkey um went to saudi arabia mm. and then i went to dubai and came back and you didn't want to change your trip for other people because that's the thing when other people come like i want to go this country i want to go there and your whole trip actually changes from actually what you want to do Exactly, yeah. I like, like I said, um, I set a plan, made a 
crazy itinerary and yes. how done how it. early did you plan it in advance? <laughs> Do you guys want to know the truth? Yeah, yeah honest. All right, well, uh, I literally planned it two weeks before I left. Nah, no. yeah. yeah, that's quick, man. You're spontaneous. Wait, <laughs> I saw you two weeks before you left. No, like I had an idea of what but you it wanted. was all procrastinating. So when you told me, did you book it? Um, or was it still in like idea? It was mode? still in my head. Yeah, so nah. I didn't. I didn't completely book. I'm like, you know what? I'm going. Like I made the intention. I'm like, I'm going. I'm gonna travel. And that's it. No one's gonna stop me. So you you, you went solo because you thought the boys might not want to do the same kind of trip as me. Were you scared that solo might be boring? Solo might be like not as fun because you're alone. You know, any of these worries come to in your head? Uh, not necessarily. I've travelled alone many times. Um, obviously from young age, like I've been travelling solo here and there. But um, this specific trip, I wanted to just go on like a trip by myself and i knew like uh, like all the boys that like i'm around like you guys everyone's working everyone's other in a permanent full-time part-time mm. job and no one can probably take the same amount of time off as i would so i'm like you know what i'm not gonna bother like depending or waiting on others yeah. let me just go by myself let me explore the world as i had before and let me just you know enjoy it on my own so wait how did the trip come to fruition like were you like low-key dreaming about it like prior to that or was it just like literally halfway through like Ramadan you just like bet I'm going to go somewhere? Uh, if I was to be honest with you, I was at a stage in my life where like I was mentally... There we go. This, 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 is, this yeah. is what I want. This, this Dave, is I can relate. Like, I can relate. Like, I've <laughs> a life crisis. I'm at a stage in my life where I'm like, <laughs> no, yeah. no what life am crisis. I doing? <laughs> a rejection? No, no. It was just... No, no, no. It was just... Um, <laughs> I was just mentally exhausted with everything. Yeah. Um, Hard after a breakup, man. Well, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no breakup. Um, Even after like COVID and stuff, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> I've wanted to try. <laughs> um, I've just I was in a like a, at a time where I was mentally exhausted because alhamdulillah I'm working two jobs and in my free time I'm utilizing it like meeting up with boys, yeah. you know, with the boys or playing soccer. Um, so like I was really exhausted and I'm like I can't take it anymore. I'm like I'm gonna put everything on pause. I'm just gonna leave, and there was mm. no one that could stop me, obviously except for Allah. But like yeah. I, I'm like nah, I have to leave. So, like, I put together a plan. I'm like, let me go enjoy myself. Let me try and fit in a spiritual um, uh, trip as well. Yeah. So, like, I made it all work out, alhamdulillah. And you, I can't, I can't, I don't regret anything. Mm. I'm really glad you added yeah. Umrah to it. Like you I said, the to. spiritual. I had to. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, towards mm. the end. Sometimes that could be, like, a nice ending when you come back home to, like, your normal, like, lifestyle. But then it's like, you need that sweetness right at the end. Just to like leave the best to last. Exactly. And I know you wanted to break, but like sometimes life, like even after COVID, it's it's comfortable here. You know, like going on a solo trip for a month, and most of these countries you've never been to, like Turkey, Morocco. First time. So it's everywhere. Um, no, I've been to London, Dubai before. Yeah. Uh, but Turkey and Morocco, even Saudi, I haven't been there before, so it was the first oh, time. And the, and uh, there's a language barrier, obviously, because you don't speak Moroccan, Turkish. I don't know how good your Arabic is. Yeah. Did that like even? <laughs> You got asked that a million <laughs> times. I know a that, lot, yeah. a lot, a lot. <laughs> Look, to be honest with you, that was the most fun part of the whole trip. <laughs> ah. Like acting like I knew what I was like, uh, acting like I knew what they were saying, and yeah. just you know going along yeah. with it. Um, but alhamdulillah, like I, I can, I can read Arabic fluently. Yeah. I can, you know, I understand a few words, but I can't speak. That's the only issue. And alhamdulillah, like this whole trip, like I'll speak about it. But the four weeks, it's taught me a lot. And like, 
one of my main objectives now is to learn Arabic and French. 100%. French? French. Yeah. That's fine. French as well because French. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? El and French? This guy's the language French, guru. French is on the list, bro. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, what's, it's a must. what's like the reason? Is it just, just interest in general because it sounds amazing? What? <laughs> hey, that's my reason, but like, I want to know yours. No, no. I feel like if you know French, you can talk to many people. Many it's universal language. Yeah, regardless of where you go, like you can just speak French. Africa, you can speak French anywhere. True. Mm. Colonization. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, so I told these boys there's certain languages wherever you go in the world, you can find someone. Like Ali, when he's saying his Thailand story, he went to Phuket, he goes to a mosque, everyone's Thai, can't speak to anyone in Thai. One guy speaks Arabic, has a conversation, the guy invites him to his house. The same thing, us, when we're in France, I think I've told this story before, like we walk, we, we, we missed our bus going back to London. So we're stranded in France, midnight, phone's dead. We're looking for a place to go, walking around Paris, we're bored, we don't know what to do. We walk into a hotel and we go to the guy, we're like, Paolo English, like, do you speak English? And then he goes, no, I speak French. Damn. And he said it in a, like a rude tone. Yeah. A lot of them don't like, and I'm no, like, but fr- French sounds rude. Regardless yeah. Of and then I'm like, get out of here. Yes, <laughs> are you are. And then, yeah. and then His whole face changed, yeah? I think it's Muslims speak Arabic. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like all North Africa, all the Middle East. So if you do travel Arabic, French, Spanish, these are like universal languages, man. Nah, if you know the core, then you're fine. Yeah. The universal languages, easy. Um, but yeah, like I had a lot of trouble. Um, I get into like each country slowly, but like especially Morocco, because I got um I got held by the federal police on my way back. Oh wow. Yeah, oh. it was it was one crazy. He had thirty experience. Moroccan herbs. That's <laughs> <laughs> good trying to sell them. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's, it's held funny. by the it Moroccan police. Yeah, so what happened was, alhamdulillah, Morocco was beautiful. Like I've, I've been wanting to go to Morocco for a long time. Yeah. Um, Did they tell you to say this when you come back? <laughs> 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 no, no, no. Um, I've been wanting to go there because obviously, you know, I wanted to feel the Al Maghribi vibes. Yeah. Um, it's in North Africa, um, and it's like a really touristy area. So I'm like, you know what? Let me go. Let me experience the culture. Let me learn the history. It's got ancient history as well. So I went. I spent a good five, uh, six days there. I loved it. I loved every single bit of it. Um, um, so on the way back, I was heading back to London. So mm. it was a flight back to London, Stansted. Yep. And I just had this gut <coughs> feeling something's going to happen. I don't know what was making me feel like that. So like at the door, like the main entrance at Marrakesh Airport, there's a security entrance. So I had to put my bag in and then I went past. I had my AirPods in and I was walking through. And the funny thing was I actually listened to a podcast as well. One of your podcasts. What episode? What episode? Um, it was the one where... Which one was it? Sorry, sorry for putting you on the spot. <laughs> like. No, 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 it's all right. <laughs> but look, guys, I, I don't know if you realise now, but if you do want to travel the world and have a g- good life experience, you have to listen to the podcast. It's impossible to have these experiences <laughs> if you're yeah, not what listening. What a shameless <laughs> plug. What a shameless plug. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sorry, man. I had no, no, totally. <laughs> <laughs> now, so I got through and then... um, The, the guy sitting there, he was just eating a donut, yeah? He was looking at the thing and then it, was, it wasn't like the one of the serious security entrances. It was just a basic one. Just put your bag through and walk through. He looked at me. He's like, come here. He, speak, he spoke a bit of English as well. And he's like, what's this? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, what is this here? Like a massive square. I'm like, oh, shit. It was a drone. So I oh. took a drone with me. Oh. Um, and apparently drones are banned in, um, in Morocco. Unless you get it oh. authorized or something yeah. by the you know the government or whatever, so this guy pulls out a walkie-talkie and he starts calling people. And then two guys came, while they grabbed my arms, and they said, "Come with me." And two other guys came, they grabbed my bag, and they took me upstairs. I was like, my heart was <laughs> pumping, yeah. And my flight was in like an hour and a half to Stansted. Mm. 
So I was like panicking. And the thing is, um, I'll get into I'll get into like how I did my itinerary and everything, but yeah. like the way I did my whole trip, um, everything was planned accordingly. So if I missed one flight, it will mess up the whole thing. So ah, mm. you were time sensitive. Yeah, well, and like alhamdulillah, everything worked out at the end. But like, if I missed one flight, it would have caused a lot of disruption. You know, a lot of I would have wasted a lot of money. It would have paid more money to rearrange things. So. So what they do with you upstairs? So they took me upstairs and started questioning me. Like they're like, um, "Where are you from? Your parents' name? Um, what do you do for work?" And obviously with broken English. Um, and then they were saying things in Arabic and everything. I couldn't understand them. Um, not Arabic, but like Dadish Arabic. Anyways, finally two guys left me, and then um, they were checking through the drone. They're checking everything. They're like, "What are you doing with the drone?" I'm like, "What do you mean? Like I brought it because I wanted to use it, yeah? Because obviously it's a tourist country, and I wanted to." Whatever. He's like, "Do you know it's banned?" I'm like, "Nah, I didn't know." And then they started asking me more questions. They're like, "Like stop lying to us, yeah? Tell us what you what you brought it for." Yeah. Apparently, um, they either assume you're gonna spy on the government, or you have a bomb planted in the drone. Obviously, I forgot it's Morocco. Like, it's close to the, um, the uh, crazy yeah, areas. Yeah. 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 So, um, alhamdulillah, like, I, I told them, look, I'm being, I'm being realistic. Like, I even have my camera. Like, I took my camera as well. Um, and I told them, look, I just generally brought it just to record things. Anyways, they didn't talk to me after that. And they kept me there for, like, 25 minutes just writing, writing, writing all this stuff, getting all my details. And, you know, I was getting frustrated because my flight, I didn't care about the drone, wallah. I just didn't want to miss that flight because it would have, Stuffed up everything else for me. Mm. effect. Yeah. So I had about 50 minutes left, and this guy, he he was pissing me off. Like he kept writing, he kept talking to me. He's like, "Look, go downstairs, check in, and then come back upstairs." <laughs> All right. And then so I went downstairs, I checked in everything, and I came back, and I did something very stupid that I should not have done. I recorded, I like I put on, you know, voice memo, yeah. just in case oh, they say something that yeah, yeah. might cause, yeah, you know, sure. disruption. And hey, I smart move. I, I like proof. that. I like yeah, that. you have to, smart especially yeah. internationally. Mm. Exactly. You can't trust anyone. So I put it on and then little did I know that after 10 minutes, he asked me, um, show me a gallery. Okay, so the funny thing is on voice memo, when you when you p- press record and then you just put it in your pocket and you open your phone, like it comes up. Yeah, straight away. straight away. Like maps, yeah. Yeah, and then he's, he's like, what's this? I'm like, my heart was pumping. That's it. I knew I was going to jail, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, it must have been an accident. Like I accidentally <laughs> pressed it. He's like, no. And then <laughs> you call wow. some other guy, Wallah, and like they started questioning me even further. Yeah. I'm like, that's it. I knew it was the end. Wallah. Now you are yeah. a spy. Yeah. Now, now you're I'm like, spy. I'm done. And then it kept going. And the funny thing was, it was going for like 15 minutes. <laughs> so it looked suspicious. Obviously, like it wouldn't look like I just pressed it. Yeah. And then um, we stopped it. And then we re- he replayed the whole thing. And you didn't really hear anything. So like he's like, listen, don't record. Don't do anything stupid. Okay. Or else you'll be in big trouble. And then I said, okay, all good. And he let me go anyways. Mm. And then the guy left. Um, <coughs> and then he kept writing my details down. And then he's like, all right, come with me. And there was 35 minutes left to my flight, uh, to um, till I board the plane. Yeah. And then uh, like I thought everything was over. And he took me over to the, he took me through like some, like, um, what's it called? Like a quick fast track way in here. And I, f- I was getting happy. I'm like, yes, I'm not going to miss my flight and everything. Yeah. And then this guy does a crazy turn, takes me to a different office, a custom office. And that's where like, everything started all over again. Some old guy was sitting behind a computer. He took all my details down again. <coughs> the way he was typing, it pissed me off. Everything they did. Yeah, he's like, what's your name? I'm like, Barisa. He's like, spell it. I'm like, B. He's like, B. And he's wow. like, A. R. 
Wallah, I got so frustrated. You're just and taking I, the time. Yeah, and then I'm like, listen, I want to miss my flight. <laughs> Take the drone. I don't care. Wallah, I don't care. Take it. It's just a, it's just a piece of thing, yeah? yeah? Rubbish. Take it. He's like, no, you sit down and wait for me, yeah? yeah. I got so upset. Wallah, <laughs> for the next 10 minutes, I was just sitting there making dua. Wallah, I was making dua. Yeah. I was saying, Hasbunallah, when wakil and everything. I was just making as much dua as I can. And the funniest thing happened. Two guys walked in, yeah? Two guys, just general, normal white, get, no, white guys. I think they're Norwegian. Yeah. They both had the same drone as me. It was a DJ, <laughs> DJI Mavic Pro 2. Yeah. <laughs> they wow. sat down. They were frustrated. They were screaming at the cops, yeah? And then, um, and then we started talking, me, and then um, we're like, they're like, oh, like, what happened? I'm like, yeah, apparently you can't have your drone here. And they're like, oh, no way, bro. I'm like, yeah, we can't have it and English? everything. They speak like broken English, yeah. but like with the accent. Um, and then the guy, he kept, he just kept taking his time, man. Like he was doing the exact same process the other guy did. Finally, I kept pressuring him because um, I'm like, my flight's going to take off. I can't miss the flight. Yeah. Stuck for a lot. I also lied to him as well. I said like, I have to attend a, like a janazah or whatever in my next flight. After all that dua. <laughs> <laughs> I repented. Look, look, it came to a stage where like, so I had like no choice. Yeah. I, I, had to, I had to do anything. You have to get yourself out of trip, <laughs> <laughs> so I had to do anything to get out of there, man. Yeah. I was really disappointed. Alhamdulillah, finally he let me off. And then he told me, look, here's a piece of paper. On your way back, when you come back to Marrakesh, you can get your drone back, but you got to pay 1,000 USD. And we'll clear your name away from the books and everything. So, uh, like... But what's the name for the books for the... Like, you no, know, he took all my details down. Oh, yeah, yeah. As yeah. A, like, apparently this guy's a spy or something. Oh, you're on the most wanted list in Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's Julian the Sun. You can say that, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It was like a, it was like a nightmare. Wallah. it yes. was like a dream. Sorry. So you never ended up leaving with your drone? No, no. So inshallah, I'm like, I'm gonna go back in December. Yeah, just to pick up the drone. Yeah. <laughs> is the drone worth more than a thousand USD? No, what's a thousand USD? Fifteen hundred, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, no, I pay eighteen hundred, yeah, but I'll like, I'm, I'm gonna get it back. Yeah, yeah. The footages you would have got as well, bro. That would have been nice footages. Because, bro, I've seen your Instagram stories. Huh? And mind you, Allah <laughs> Mubarak, cause yeah, the, the impact you had on Instagram. 13. Because even though. 1400. Even the boys were talking about it. They're like, oh, this trip that, like, Barissa went on, this, that, you know. And even, like, the, the blue walls. And, like, you made Morocco look amazing, Allah Mubarak. So. Because no, no, I'd get that drone back. <laughs> regardless. <laughs> no, I will, I will. Like, I, I love photography. Yeah. Um, I love videography. I like editing and stuff. So, like, I love doing that type of stuff, the animation. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. was really nice. Like, um, not intending to, like, please anyone. I'm, like, show yeah. off or anything. But, like, I wanted to, like, just make it look nice. You have a touch know? for it. You have a touch yeah. for it. And it's your skill, you know? So, exactly. did you did you do vlogging and stuff while you were there? Um, not necessarily. Yeah. I did my own vlogging on Snapchat. Nice, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> But yeah, and I just normally just just general recording and stuff. Mm. And people say like, don't you get bored when you travel alone and stuff? But for those who are photographers and who take their cameras with them overseas and stuff, you would understand. Like, it's like a toy. Mm. Like it's like your best mate. I took a lot of photos, did a lot of editing. So and there's, al there's always something to do, bro. Exactly. Like people, like even when I went, I, like I thought to myself, like it's oh, I might be bored and stuff. But there's always something to do, man. You can always find something, bro. Exactly. It's not that yeah. hard. Did you? So you went to more than one city, right? In Morocco. Yeah. Did you go all around? Or so where'd you go? I didn't have much time, so I had about six days. Um, and what I did was, I went from Marrakesh. I spent two nights in Marrakesh. Um, went to the desert, um, went around sightseeing and everything. And then I went to, where did I go? I wanted to go to Casablanca because I wanted to see the big Hassan Mosque, um, which is another tourist place. See the Shiraz? Like <laughs> huh? Yeah? 
Sorry? Shias? Shias. Like Hassan Mosque? Is it? Is that what you said? Yeah, Hassan Mosque. just assuming. No, I'm a, it's an assumption. Uh, I don't think so. No, no. Yeah. It's like the Hassan Mosque, the big one. Yeah, true. Yeah, I wanted to go there, but I heard Casablanca is boring in general. It's yeah. too Western. Too, too Western, I'm sorry. Um, so I'm like, how can I like spend a day in Casablanca yeah. and at the same time like not spend sorry like how, how can I um see everything in Casablanca and not yeah. spend a day there sure so what I did was I booked a flight straight to Fez and alhamdulillah like there was a 11 hour stopover in Casablanca so I just like you know the taxi guy took me everywhere everywhere yeah and I saw everything so tell me one thing though yeah because usually the way that people plan their trips and stuff because you what, went to one country and within one country you went to how many different cities in Morocco about four cities four different cities yeah and in regards to your stay, were you just going with the flow or were you like booking a stay at each place? Because that sort of adds up, doesn't it? It does, yeah. <coughs> and is that what you were doing? Like having a booking each time or in the time that you were there, you are basically on road the whole time, just sightseeing and stuff? I, I was on road. Yeah. However, I did book um, different Riyads. So over there they call it Riyads instead of hotels. Yeah. So um, I booked and I just stayed overnight and just left the next day. Was there like in any of these countries, because you probably can't go through each one, was because you said before you learnt a lot, you know. I want to touch on some of those stuff because then you can kind of bring. What was like the biggest shock in lifestyles in any of these countries compared to here? Because most of these countries, Muslim countries besides England, so you probably saw a lot. You're like, whoa, you know. So what were some shocks, you know, like in different lifestyles, you know? Um, look, just same as my country as well, Ethiopia. Um, like Oromia, Oromia, yeah, yeah my guy. <laughs> Everyone's just content. Everyone was happy there. Like I was speaking to different people. Like they're just happy. Mm. They're not. They're not too fussed about like materialistic things. Um, everyone's just going about their daily life. Um, they understand who they are, where they come from. You know, so they're just really content and grateful for what they have. Um, look, Marrakesh, uh, Morocco in general. Like it is, it is, Af- it is in Africa. You know, like it, we call it a third world country. Mm-hmm. Is that what we call it? I don't know Morocco, but possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah possibly. Similar, but because it was a more of a touristy site, it was really multicultural. There's a lot of people there, a lot of people from Europe, a lot of people from um, all over the across the world. So, yeah. Um, I think I went off track. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. yeah. So I think some, yeah. Yeah. Um. Look, I th- I, f- I just feel like everyone was everyone was content and happy with what they had, mm. how they're living, mm. and yeah, and they love tourists. They love seeing people come from other countries coming to see their their land and they learn their history and culture so it was really nice i feel like australia was so like besides new zealand each country is five six hours away but in morocco in half the countries you went to or you all travel to there's like there's countries all around you exactly. like you're literally in the middle and then one hour north two hours south there's countries all around you so the availability to meet people from different cultures different languages different ways of life is so common but then here we come and we're like have to go travel 18 hours to get to Morocco yeah. just to get that experience like mm. subhanallah you know that's where the languages and stuff if you're in Morocco you probably ha- have to learn Spanish you have to learn Arabic and French because people from Spain come all the time if you're in Spain French you share a border and then French the English and then Belgium it's like there's all these different languages and cultures mm. that you pretty much have to become accustomed to because they, they're in your face you know, every day you know? exactly um, yeah I think just language is probably the biggest barrier that's it um other than that, like, it's very multicultural. Like, mm. it's very diverse. You'll get along with anyone. Yeah. And, yeah. Hey, with with Generally. languages being the number one barrier, and going back to what you said in regards to people asking you, or like, aren't you a bit bored traveling on your alone, uh, on your ones and stuff? Yeah. 
tell me about like your interaction with like strangers yeah because obviously if you're not communicating with like your mates because they're not there and i'm guessing you're not on social media 24 7 because you don't even have data like that unless you got money on the go <laughs> um what was he like with like some interesting stories with like strangers and all that kind of stuff um look i come from a place where i love i love talking to people yeah i, I love networking meeting new people and like you know just listening everyone has a story to sell yeah so like i met people from different countries and like just to listen to like why they came why they're traveling alone or why they're traveling here in general why here it was really interesting for me and um yeah. Do you remember any like specific conversations or? I think look, they all had similar similar like um, ideas as I had. Mm -hmm. Like they just wanted to come to see the country. It's yeah. a touristy country. Yeah. Um, just Morocco. Come to Morocco, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know how the reels and TikToks like are blowing up. They're like yeah, the Moroccan ones. Yeah. There's Moroccan ones as well. Yeah. Well, obviously it depends on what you search. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. But um, yeah. Um, I just felt like everyone was really interested in going to Morocco, like because yeah. What are regardless of Morocco, like you went to other countries and stuff, like Turkey, like even Saudi as well, like with Umrah and that. Mm. What was the inter uh, interaction with strangers like? I was really good. Um, like I said, you know, it's it was really diverse. Mm -hmm. So like I got to speak to different people from different countries. Yeah, and got to hear their stories too. Um, like for example, like Turkey, you see all the mosques yeah. on it. TikTok and Instagram and you're like, wow, I want to go there, you know. When I went there, mashallah, it was amazing. It was good, but like... It's just another place. Yeah, it's just another place, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> But it, it's good to go there. Uh, I would highly recommend everyone to go to Turkey. You know, you'll learn a lot of history about the Ottomans and how um, the history in general relates back to the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But in general, uh, yeah, I, I love Turkey. I love mm. Turkey and the people were very nice. The food was amazing. Mm. Because yeah. you went to two of my top three destinations, <laughs> man. And I was burning because... Turkey and Morocco? Turkey and Morocco are my top three. And I was burning. What's, I was like, what's the other one? Uh, the other one's Spain. So oh, Turkey Spain. and my fourth one, Japan. Yeah. But like yeah. it's, it's like said top, top three. Yeah, top <laughs> three. <laughs> no, top four. Yeah. Did I add a fifth one to <laughs> South Africa? <laughs> it just keep going on. Yeah. Look, I'll be honest. Like, If you want to travel overseas, like, obviously no one's dumb enough to not know what to do. But like, yeah. have a goal. Like... For example, me, I'm like, how can I f fit all these countries into one trip, mm -hmm. okay? And I'm not going to lie, when I sat down and I tried to set up my itinerary, I put everything in, multi-city, um, destination, whatever, um, it came up to about $60,000. All the flights? Yeah. Just flights? Think about it. You're going to Dubai? Is that how much you paid? Or that's what it said? Yeah, that, that's what he said. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, Dubai, London, Morocco, Turkey, Saudi Arabia. Think about it. That's expensive, you know? So, I'm like... Wait, so wait, is 6000 expensive for all of those places? 100%. 100%. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm like, I can't pay $6,000. Yeah. No way. And like, don't get me wrong, it was Emirates, um, fly with Emirates, fly with um, Qatar Airways or whatever, but like, I'm like, I can't pay 6 k yeah? yeah? And my budget wasn't that high as well in yeah. the first place. So, what I do was, I'm like, let me see which connecting countries I can go through. So, I'm like... Initially, I wanted to go to London first because I wanted to watch Arsenal and it was the end of the Premier League You've season. You've been in before, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of already had an idea. I'm like, to get to London, you have to go through um, Dubai or sometimes Malaysia too, Kuala Lumpur. So I'm like, if I can get through Dubai to London, on the way back, I'm going to go back to Dubai anyway so I can spend a few nights there. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, done. London and Dubai are locked in. Yeah. And obviously, as you guys would know, like from London 
to go to like all over Europe is very cheap. A lot of people Especially go to London. Especially against Stansted. No one goes there. So what, like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so is like London like a central part of Europe or something you're trying to say? Uh, sort of, yeah. yeah, yeah so yes. In terms of flights, mm-hmm. a lot of flights go through London to go yeah, to yeah. different mm-hmm. countries. Very convenient. I know what cheerful you're talking about. You're talking about Heathrow. See, <laughs> Chang, but chat to me, bro. <laughs> Heathrow. Heathrow is big as well, yeah. Of Christopher Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> you can either travel by train yeah. or you can travel by um by by a plane. Was that Was that an option? Did you actually look into it or no? I did. However, I found it cheaper and like I can't be stuff going on the train. Like I'd rather yeah. go travel like one hour, two hours. Yeah. So what I did was I did Melbourne to London. It came and returned was 1680 Okay. Fair, yeah. fair yeah. price, okay? After COVID, yeah. Fair yeah. price. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, let me try and fit in different countries. So I'm like, from London to Morocco is only a one hour, one and a half hour flight, yeah. roughly. Is it? And guess how much I paid? Oh. About $130. Ryan Air. Yeah, Ryan <laughs> That's Air. crazy. Yeah. You know what the... Oh, my God. Uh, nothing, nothing. Yeah, $130, bro. You know, you know the thing is about the trains and the buses there? Yeah. You have to take it into consideration, okay, because we took trains a lot and buses. We took bus to France, we went Rome, we took all around Italy and stuff like that. Trains, you, like airplanes, Ryanair gets a lot of delays. That's one thing. Obviously, there's a budget airline in Europe. Mm-hmm. But another thing is to get to an airport early and drop off bags, how early do you have to go? Like maybe an hour and a half before, yeah? Yeah, roughly. So an hour, an hour and a half, half before two. to get to the airport, maybe half an hour, whatever, two hours. And then the flight is an hour. And then after that, a train will be the same distance as you leaving your, like you leaving your house, getting to the train station 20 minutes before the train, taking the train. It takes the same amount of time as sometimes the airplanes, like mm. some of them. But it is like a good thing to look into next time. Exactly. It'll be a mad experience for you. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you went on not Ryanair, yeah? Yeah. You've been on like Tiger and Jetstar, yeah? <laughs> I have. It's obviously one of the uh-huh. it's one of the cheaper options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my my concern was to just get there. Like, no, no, I'm not talking about I didn't price. care about. I, I'm not talking about <laughs> you're projecting. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna say, is the space on the flight the same as the two um, airline companies? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's technically like Tiger Airways. You would get sick of going on the planes after that, wouldn't you? It's one hour, man. But so it's only like Morocco. an hour and a half. No, but you do uh, like six one hour trips to Morocco there. It's not like, oh, I'm going you to suck, Sydney. You suck it up, bro. You're <laughs> yeah, full you ga- gas to go. You guys are not six feet, man. You've <laughs> <My laughs> got different problems. <laughs> my <laughs> only concern is the long flights. Like, yeah. traveling minimum yeah. six hours. Yeah. I have to go on, like, either Emirates or something. Yeah. Where you're well looked after, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to invest in it. But, like, these short trips, I, I don't really care. Well, like, yeah, as exactly. long as I get there, I'm d- like... To destination, it. then it's calm. So then you're picking all the flights. So you picked, uh, wh- you picked your itinerary here in Melbourne before you even left for all of it. Yeah. Okay. And did you know from the start, 100% I'm going on Umrah? So, um, I- initially, my, my goal was to go to Hajj this year. Um, it's been a plan f- like that I had for a couple of years now. Because um, of COVID, you know, everything kept getting back. Yeah. Um, stopped a few times. So, and inshallah, it could still happen. However, um, I'm not sure if you guys know, it's getting a bit complicated right now. With Hajj? Yeah. yeah. So, I'll a come. lot of the travel agencies are pulling out now. There's a new shift in how Hajj is working this year from Australia. So apparently now it's going to be in the hands of the Hajj ministry. So you have to apply online and it's everyone for themselves. Yeah, it's very complicated. Yeah, And how was it before? Before um, you can go through a travel agency, travel travel agent, but they said minimum 15K. Yeah. This year. Yeah. yeah. So going from like 8.5 as the cheapest option yeah. to like paying 15, 16,000 um, thousand is, it's, it's a bit hard. It's very tough. There's a lot more restrictions this year and stuff like that. And I was, look, I was a bit concerned. Um, I'm like, I might not even be able to go 
because they reduced the quota to 2,000 people for Australia. Yep. So I'm like, it might be a bit of an issue. So I'm like, you know what? I want to go Umrah. At least let me get a taste of it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to... At least I won't miss out on anything, you know? Especially you haven't been before at all, so... Yeah. The first time Umrah, man. What a feeling. It's a really good experience. Yeah. Chat to us about that, bro. Yeah, I will, I will. Alhamdulillah. My but bad. My bad. <laughs> 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 I'm getting a I little excited. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to finish off the itinerary. Yeah. Um, But just so that people can benefit from it. Um, mm. So what I did was from London to Morocco, 130 bucks, beautiful. And then what I did was back to London and then from London to Turkey, $330. So it was really cheap. And But it depends on where you want to go. If you want to go to other countries in Europe, obviously you're paying something similar. And, you know, you can just literally fit it in and, and yeah. And then alhamdulillah, like I managed to get a flight from Dubai to, to Saudi for about 300 Australian dollars as well. Mm. So when you put it all together, I paid about 2.8 or whatever. Yep. Just normal for flight tickets compared to paying the 6,000. So yeah. you can always play around. There's always a way. There's yeah, a loophole so around it. So just uh, be mindful of how how and like how you organize your itinerary when you're traveling. Yeah. But it, anything's doable. Well, like you can go you can go from America to like China to to Spain. Mm. Just as soon as you leave Australia, it's not too expensive. Yeah. Was there ever a thought of you taking the risk of like this was probably at like at the start, but like taking the risk of like just going to one place and saying Oh, I want to see how I feel, and then I'll pick a, the next destination. Or are you a person that's just like it needs to be organized? It's not um, a wayfarer yet. No, no, I, I love taking risks. <laughs> 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 I love taking risks. I was about to do that actually, but then I'm like, I'd rather have it all organized mm. because um, I took time off work, and you're really yeah. restricted. That changes everything, yeah. So I only had about three and a half weeks. So I'm like, you know what? Let me try and fit in as much as I can. So everything had to be organized. You know what makes a big difference now post COVID. When you go into countries, they're going to look and say, do you have a return ticket? Because a lot of people are g- entering countries and not leaving. So a lot of gov- <coughs> governments, if you come and say, I'm not sure when I'm going to leave, they'll be like, then we don't want you in here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's actually something you've got to be conscious of. You know, I want to touch on Umrah, and then i got some topics I need to bring up. Because, man, Umrah, first time, bro. Wait, before like we go Umrah, can I ask one question? Yeah, because I don't want to destroy the Umrah <laughs> conversation. Was there any countries that you went to and then added on? Because you said your, st- your trip was spontaneous, yeah? Did you ever add on a country as you went along? Or every country or city was planned one by one? Everything was planned. However, I was planning to go to Paris. Yeah. I was planning to go to um, Spain. Yeah. Like Malaga and stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? I don't have time. time. But it was an option. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I'm messaging me about Paris. Yeah, I'm like, I might, I'm gonna miss soccer when I come back. Yeah. I'm gonna have to extend my leave again. It might get complicated, so I'm like, I couldn't. Yeah. But like, you know, when you're overseas, you're just in a mood, and I think Ali, you would know as well. You're just in the mood, and like, you just wanna, where's next? You know, yeah. you wanna keep, know, you wanna keep, keep trying going. doing new things. But then you also start to realize you can't do it all. Exactly. Even though you want to, you just can't, and you have to accept you're gonna miss out on some things. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that that's crazy. But. But like the itinerary I chose, it comes with um, a lot of risk as well. So the risks I took were um, if I missed one flight, it will ruin every other mm. flight. Mm. And another one was because um, I was taking a lot of luggage yeah. with me, um, I had to check it in um, and collect the luggage and then check it back in again. It, it was it was very risky. Yeah. But alhamdulillah, everything worked out well. So it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Umbra, bro. <coughs> Let's go. So Umbra. How... Um, you didn't do it. Did you learn like the fiqh of it before you went? Because obviously you didn't go with the group or anything. 
how do you kind of like prepare for Umrah? Did you watch YouTube videos? Because it's a bit of a shock. Like you go there, pretty much in a haram, it's like boom, shebang, let's go. Yeah. Um, I did my uh, studies prior. So I learned how to perform Umrah. I made sure I learned all the all the necessary du'as that I need to know. Um, and then I'm like, you know what, that's it, let me go. And the benefit of traveling alone is you get to spend your own time and, you know, spend that spiritual time on your own. And, you know, look, mashallah, it's good to go in a group, but sometimes you just need to be there by yourself. And, you know, if you go in a group, sometimes you're restricted, um, restricted, restricted to like staying in a certain place where like I could just stay there all night and spend sleep at the, you know, the, at the haram and yeah. just enjoy it as much as I can. So I really loved it, alhamdulillah. And it was for me, it was the first time. Um, the minute I landed in Medina, uh, Medina, it's just like my heart just like, you know, melted. You feel yeah. it, the serenity in it. You feel it. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys have been to, um, yeah. have you guys been? Yeah, alhamdulillah. Yeah, We've all been. It's, it's just amazing feeling for a first time, especially. Yeah. And Medina is just so peaceful. I can't explain it to you. Okay, yeah. question. Yes. So you went to Mecca too, yeah? We've got to ask the, the comparison, all right? Mecca or Medina? So many people ask me this. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a competition, man. Yeah. Look, I know people. some people that's picked Mecca, bro. <laughs> you kind of should. 100,000 reward. Like yeah. It's the uh, Just maybe from experience, with your, yeah. your experience. Was yeah. Um, uh, look, I, I loved Mecca a lot because of the, the rewards, obviously. But I have to stick with Medina because of just, it's so much peaceful. Um, I feel like the people there were more relaxed than Mecca. Yes. Mecca, subhanAllah, they're crazy, man. Yeah, they're crazy, and I feel like Mecca has been really westernized. You walk, you're walking just outside the Haram, and boom, KFC. Yeah, boom, there's towers and lights and everything. You know, Medina was more like it was more calm and peaceful. Yeah, more simple. Yeah, simple, yeah. Mm. So um, yeah, Medina, hundred percent. What about you guys? I would have said Medina as well. Like it, it's not like not more of the like the western thing with Mecca, but it's just how you said like people in Medina are just more calm. Just I think because in Mecca, obviously, you got people like this non stop. There's always people doing Umrah, there's always people just doing Tawaf, and it's just there's always things going on. Medina, it's like go to the mosque, obviously, for prayer, and then whenever you want, like it's more calm. Mm. So, that Medina is the same for me. What about you, it's boys? True. I'm a Medini boy, 100%, bro. Bro, because Medina, when <laughs> I went, the I went, it was during summer for Australia and it was winter for there, yeah. So, th I don't know why, but when I went to Mecca, it was hot regardless whether it was day or night. You know, I mean like, and the heat in Mecca is harsh. Mm. I don't know if you you guys experience the, the white, same thing. The white floor as well. Yeah, it's all harsh, and you actually feel it. Yeah, whereas Medina, like everything was soft on you except the coldness. At night it was pretty cold, so it's got that like that nice balance. And I feel like everything is like Mecca's got this rush to it, whereas Medina's got this like, I don't know, this stillness Calm to it, a bit yeah. of a serenity. Tranquility. Mm. And it depends on it, it, it depends on how you look at it. If you're asking yourself, what do you love more? That's one thing. But if you ask yourself, if you could only go to one, which one would you go to? Because if you can only go to one, you're stupid not to pick Mecca. Because the rewards is like... I still pick Medina. <laughs> Subhanallah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's why, that's anything. So you have to, it depends on how you look at it. It's like, you know, Imam Malik pretty much never left Medina. He was Imam al-Medina. That's what he was known for. Because he goes, I would never leave it. Because the people that pass away in Medina... You know, the Prophet Muhammad will intercede for them. So he never wanted to leave. You know, only for like Umrah or Hajj or something like that. But then Mecca in the grand scheme of things, I'm going to try to get as much reward as possible. Definitely, yeah. You know? Because I think it's like 100,000 compared to like 1,000. Like, come on, bro. Mm. It's just, imagine someone goes, hey, uh, you, uh, do this one shift. 
I'll give you a thousand dollars, but the guy next to you gets a hundred k. But yeah. how can you compare? It's like exactly. that's the big, that's a joke. Like, it's you know? such a sacred place. Yeah. But the thing is, um, with um Mecca, the thing that kind of like puts you down a little bit is they've changed the rules a lot. So now you can't actually enter the to the actual haram area, um, unless you've got an ihram. Mm. So you can't actually see the Kaaba unless you've got an ihram on. So when I did um my my umrah. They let me in, you know, I did my tawaf, I did um, the <coughs> sa'i and everything. Mm-hmm. And then after that, once you finish, you can spend as much time as you want inside the, near the Kaaba. And then after that, once you leave, you can't go back in there. Yeah. You can only pray in like in the extension area or upstairs or yeah. whatever. So, so you got to yeah. wear haram just to sneak in. Look, I, I <laughs> attempted to do it, but then I'm like, I'm going to stay of, you know, repentance and I can't, yeah. I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> the thought came so to his mind though. Can't be I'm going to do a 24 hour umrah. Just stay yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> just stay in Ihram. That's can. a good content idea. Yeah. You're in Mecca, you know, you're, yeah. you're there to, see, you want to see the Kaaba. Mm. You want to enjoy it, so. Look, bro, subhanAllah, you did, so, you did all these experiences and there's a lot of firsts, which is really good. And then you touched on, or you said in December, you want to go back. So I think now maybe you, maybe you've always had it. You, had this, you have this philosophy that's like, I need to invest in experiences. I think you put on your Instagram story, invest in yourself today. Yeah. And bro, <laughs> when I heard that, it's like, so many people think, Oh man, investing, shape things financially. I, I want to yeah. invest financially and I'm going to spend all my money and, well not all my money, but most of my time and energy into that. It's about financial wealth. But then now you're kind of seeing life experiences might be in your eyes more valuable. Did that come before this trip or did that come after? Oh, like definitely before. Okay. Um, one thing about me is I love traveling. So it's probably one of my biggest hobbies. So I've been traveling or like I made the intention to travel every single year internationally. And I have been since, uh, only up until COVID stopped. I, I had to stop, obviously. But like prior to that, I was going to an international country every single year. Um, mainly Thailand. Blessings. And I want to touch base on that as well soon. <laughs> Let's not bring you back those Baton- memories. <laughs> 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 this guy, this guy was, oh. <laughs> he was having fun on Bangla Road. <laughs> yeah, hey, Bangla Road. Nah, um, no, that's good, man. Every year, mashallah, like that's not easy, bro. I think... Everyone has their own like aspirations and goals, you know. But for me, it's it was mainly making um, life, prioritizing life experiences. So, mm. traveling is one of them. Mm. Um, you know, just leaving leaving where you're leaving your current environment and just going to explore the world, meet different people, network, um, and you know, even through that, like I've met so many people overseas, and you know, even communicating with them right now. Mm. You know, it's it's a very big thing, Ooh. and I understand. Um, a lot of people don't really prioritize it because people want to save for like certain certain things and I don't blame them. Everyone has their own goals. But I highly recommend you like when you when you want to invest in yourself, travel the world. What is it that makes you love us so much? Because people say, oh, life experience, oh, thanks. But then what, what, does, that, like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do you come back with? Is, do you have a different philosophy on life? Do you bring some of those habits here? What is the experience that's so valuable? Yeah, well, we're, look, when we're in Australia, we're so like we're stuck in this norm where we're just living the same life every day. Like I went to Turkey and I went to Saudi, like subhanAllah, when I just learned about the Turkish, like a lot of the, the history, yeah. I'm like, whoa, like I didn't know a lot of this. And like it hit me, like as soon as I get back, I want to I wanna learn more about history and you know, yeah. there's so much to learn. It's a never ending like path. Yeah. And I think I messaged you and I told you, look bro, like the first thing I want to do when I come back is just learn the history. And the history, Arabic, French, like, yeah, really like hard, man. It's beautiful. 
yeah. a lot of goals. Like I want to, I want to like increase my knowledge in like speaking. You know, maybe in the future you might be able to travel and you know engage with different people. So like if you know different languages and yeah, it'll mm. be, it makes everything so much easier. So like the valuable lessons that I learned, like yes, you're investing your in your own time. Like you're going out there, you're doing things on your own, but at the same time, like I realized there's so much to to learn, mm. and yeah, like. Th- that was my main main um objective, like mm. just to go and see what there is out there. I think that's like a s- also like a sign of maturing as well, you know. Because I don't know about you personally, but did you like history growing up? Um, not really. Yeah, not really. Mm. Exactly. Like I'm, l- l- I'm in the same boat as well. Like I remember with the guys that took history class back in school because it was an elective at my school. I heard you know. Yeah, I considered it. Yeah. The losers. That's a violation. I meant like it, it had it gave off the cliche like the nerd vibes and all that kind of stuff. Like it was boring. It wasn't like physical education, all that kind of stuff, yeah. But then for some reason the same things that I was like bagging on as a young yeah, as I grew older, it was it's the same thing that fascinates me now. Like right now, if I go for a long drive or something, then I'm keen to learn about something regarding history, the Ottoman Empire, like a documentary and stuff, you know. So it's one of those things where it's like a sign of um maturation. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. And another thing I want to touch base on is, look, in our lives, we we enter like a stage where we're going to face trials and you know, tribulations and like we're going to enter commitments. For example, getting married. Like I'm not married. And like once I get married, like it's going to be really hard to travel the world like and explore on your own. And I'm pretty sure you guys have heard of the saying, um, travel with your best mates, travel with your work colleagues, with your family, your parents. Mm. And by yourself, so like my goal was Where to was the wife? accomplish all that. <laughs> 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 I was like, he's got to my marriage, and he's like, well, no, no, prior, to, prior to marriage. I thought you were gonna make a joke and say not the wife. I was like, what's <laughs> going on here? No, 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 prior to marriage. Okay. Yeah. Um, you c- you can travel and explore with your wife. Obviously, that's a that's a big goal. I want to cough hate for this now. <laughs> no, no, like prior to marriage or like any commitment in general. Um. Like you might get a crazy full-time job and you can't really, you know, leave if you're a doctor or something, for example. Um, but yeah, just make the most of it on your own. Like how often, like if you're married now, yeah, for example, um, do you think your wife's going to let you just go travel five countries and enjoy by yourself? No. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> so yeah. like make the most of your, like for the brothers who are still single and even sisters, um, mm-hmm. like make the most of your, your life for while you can, while yeah. you can. You have less responsibilities. Exactly. exactly. There's a saying for it. Someone said it to me once, and I just thought it was like some Shakespeare stuff. Yeah. Enjoy your independence before you become dependent. Yes. Do you get what I mean? Like right now, you're free, you're young, you can do whatever. Like only other permission you technically have to ask is like things like your responsibilities, like work, if you're doing your studies and all that kind of stuff. But there's going to be a time when you're committed to like a relationship with another person. So you can't get up. Like you said, bro, you couldn't do this spontaneous trip if you had a missus, unless like she didn't care about you, but like. You get what I mean? Exactly, yeah. So, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, would you guys, uh, like, where would you guys rate um, traveling in terms of investment? Like, when you invest in yourself? It's Ali's face. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. You can't even hold it in. Yeah. <laughs> let it go, let it go. I'm having a moment, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his legs trembling. Mm. Hey, yeah, for example, like, it. Ali, um, you travel solo as well. What made you want to travel solo? I think first of all, it was a thing where it's like, like you said about other people in your life, 
that you wanted them to come, but then you know they have other commitments. Where it's like, this is my time of year, this is my chance to travel. If they can make it, that's nice. But then if they can't, then it's like, I still want to go. Yeah. I just want to make it happen. So that was that was my first time, by the way, like going by myself. I didn't know that you already went by yourself. So that's like, obviously it, it, change, it changes as well because you're more comfortable being by yourself. For me, it was my first time. But you asked about like, in terms of investments, right? Traveling. I would have to put it as like, top three like i don't want to say one because uh, there's probably something i'm forgetting but it's like top three like it it's priceless because i was even thinking just now you you said how much you spent for certain people to like if you asked your friend now oh, okay let's go over let's go overseas but you have to spend this much people like think twice about it, it's like oh should i do it but now you're you're probably thinking now i gave that much money but was it worth it would i do it again 100 percent. it's priceless exactly certain people you meet certain countries and cultures you experience it's like it's hard to describe. I'm too, I'm too happy. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to say. Happy, this guy's yeah, yeah. This guy's making me blush, bro. <laughs> He's my own brother. Go. Go talk about Spain. Get your oh, yeah. So, I have some... <laughs> get happy. Get some I'm not going to talk too much about it, yeah? Nah, nah. Like, I'll, I'll tell you more off camera because it's not all confirmed yep. or, like, in the works. Like, I'm planning to go travel as well, inshallah. Like, long term for an another thing by myself. So, it's like, I do understand where you're coming from, like, traveling alone and how... There's so much to see, especially like your current situation. No matter, no matter if you are married or not, like obviously for us, we're, we're not married. So it's like, why not take your opportunity and just go explore all the places you want to go see because you don't know what's going to happen once you do have those commitments. That's true. Mm. That's really true. Yeah. I think investing in yourself is uh, you know, an important thing and traveling isn't the only thing. And that's where sometimes people get it wrong because even traveling, you can go traveling and not learn anything. And it's like not that money goes down the drain because you still gain experiences. You go to the places you want, but if you're trying to gain the life experience you're talking about, you have to be a conscious traveler. Like you said, go meet new people, try to go new places, go through it ups and downs. Like if it's all smooth journey, you probably aren't gonna actually gain that many lessons. Like the bumps in the roads actually where you go, damn, you know, I gotta be more grateful. You, know, you lost something, something got stolen. It's like damn, those kind of tests. It's it's like what you said on you know when we were speaking about my cans trip. A lot of people don't enjoy traveling because they do the same things that they would do when they're in Melbourne. Mm. And then they come back to Melbourne, they'll be like, oh, it's not that different. Like they go to Dubai, even though that's like a foreign city. And they'll be like, oh, it's just another materialistic city. They went to Dubai more four times. Exactly. You know what I mean? They went to like Louis Vuitton in thinking when there's a Louis Vuitton here. Yeah. They don't really enjoy it. I was a story to buy more the whole time. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like I was, it. I was just eating, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sussing at the different restaurants today. But it's true. Like, but you got to look for so many different ways. Like, for example, listening to podcasts. Like you said, you're, you're traveling. You're telling us you're listening to podcasts the whole time. You're investing in yourself through trying to gain knowledge, like learning history, learning languages. Something as simple as learning a language is such a big investment on yourself. Not the language part. The skills that you have to go and become like pretty much a baby again. Like you have to go in infancy stage and learn how to say, hi, how are you? Make mistakes counting one, two, three, four, five. And then you make a mistake on the street mm -hmm. and you kind of have to humble yourself, channel your ego, make mistakes intentionally. So all these things are investments in yourself. And I think traveling just opens the door to all the avenues there are. Because like you said, you and your boys, life is the same here. So you... Once in a while, someone will come and do something. You're like, damn, that's actually a good idea. Like, I can do that to help personal development-wise. Then you go overseas and you see a hundred options in a week. Like, hey, I can do French or Arabic or history. Or I can try to do this. Or I can try to learn this certain skill. And it's like, I didn't, in Melbourne, I, I wouldn't be able to get that. So that's the beautiful thing. It opens your eyes to all the grand opportunities that we can take on our journey. You know? 
Yeah. And like, even when we're talking about traveling, like, I want to specifically talk about um, the spiritual side. So a lot of us, for those who do travel a lot, we sometimes do uh, tend to forget about um, Islam and heading, going to Mecca, going to Medina. Um, because obviously it's an obligation upon us to to visit Hajj at least once in our lifetime, if we have the means to. Uh, so it's also good to keep in the back of your head, like if you're if if you don't have any commitments and you're doing well for yourself, you know, look into going to uh, look into like at least going to Hajj or something, you know, before things get more complicated later. So like mm. I was just like I was thinking the other day, like all right, if I had the intention to go Hajj this this um next month. Uh, sorry, this month, um, I'd be looking at about $16,000. And then I was thinking, uh, subhanAllah, if I was to take my my future spouse, inshallah, like, you're looking at 35K. Yeah. Did you think about that? Like, yeah. you're not thinking about only yourself, you're thinking about someone else as well. And subhanAllah, like, I- it's not easy. It's not easy. So, like, not only Hajj, but in general, like, even even Umrah, if you have the means to, just go. It's only a couple of thousand dollars, you know, Well, I just make the right intention. You spend for the sake of Allah, Allah will come back to you. We promise that, you know? you know. You know, with the Umrah thing, I we had a guy, um, he was the CEO of NZF, National Zakat Foundation, yep. and he used to do Hajj tours for like twenty-five years, wait, thirty years actually, and he just he's a gun Hajj topic, Zakat topic, mashallah, he's actually like an expert, which is really good. And he's chatting to us about he goes Umrah like every two months, and he goes all the time. And Ali and I we on Umrah like um, two years apart, three years apart. And I'm like, man, I want to go as much as I can. And then he was saying, he goes, you know, for example, you want to go on Umrah every three years. Nice thing. It's three thousand dollars. Yeah, divide that up. One hundred and fifty weeks. I need to save three k. You put like twenty bucks a week, twenty five bucks a week. You have a bank account. You put twenty five bucks a week. Ev- oh, I don't even know the maths. That's right. But let's we just say just yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah. Theoretically, yeah. Let's go. So you accumulate to that amount. Times twenty five. I was gonna comment. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, so twenty five bucks. You got four k in close. three years. Yeah. So you put twenty five bucks a week into a random bank account. And then every three, four years, you can go on Umrah easily. The money's already there. And that's how you got to think about it. It's like, oh, where can I get the money from? People are like, I can't save three, four mm-hmm. K. You got to think like that. If you actually want one of these trips to happen or you want to invest in yourself, you got to make it work, man. Yeah, and um, I'm pretty sure the brothers who've been to um, Saudi many times would understand. Like, it's just a complete refreshment. Like, alhamdulillah, I went there. Like, it really humbled me as a person. Like, it just it screwed me back on saying like, there's so much to life than, you know, than what we're going through and whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a good <coughs> wake up call. Um, you come back and then your your perspective on a lot of things change. And mm-hmm. it, that that's this, that's what happened to me. So like, going going there at least once a year or once every two years. Well, like it's it's a very very big thing. Mm. And realistically, if you think about it, a couple of thousand dollars is not going to hurt you within yeah, a year. Subhanallah, mm. on average, uh, like you can make about 40, 30, 30, 40K if you have a proper job here. Mm. It's affordable. Just make the intention, Wallah, you're doing for the sake of Allah. You're doing for your for your sake, for your sake of your soul. Um, and just make that intention and just do it. Mm. Just go. No procrastinating. Just just make it happen. And plus, plus, you come back with a bald head too. There's nothing more <laughs> exactly. humbling than a bald head, bro. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I was going to ask you, bro. <laughs> 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 I was going <laughs> to... <laughs> I was gonna ask you, <laughs> what was your first experience like seeing um, uh, the Kaaba? You know, because that's like another thing. You know how people say like when you go to Medina, you never forget the first feeling of landing in Medina, and another thing is like you never forget your first like sight of um, seeing the Kaaba. Do you remember it? I do. Yeah, give us I a do. little bit of it. 
and prior to going, um, I had a few a few mates who told me, listen, whatever you do, just don't take don't take your phone out. Salim Berthman. Um, no, not Salim. Okay. A few boys from here. Yeah. They told me don't take your phone out, okay, because it, it can distract you and everything. And I I did exactly that. So like, well, like the minute I f- um I walked in, I'm like, oh, Subhanallah, like my eyes just glared at the Kaaba. I'm like, wow, and your heart was just trembling. I'm like, whoa, is this real? Like we're so used to seeing the Kaaba on our phones, so many um reels on Instagram, you know, mm. with a nice nasheed, you know. Yeah. But then when you're there, it's like wow. Subhanallah, it's just it's an emotional feeling, and everyone's different. Everyone has different feelings, mm-hmm. but wallah, it was it was such a humbling experience, and I, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I was there, mm. and like I said, you know, you wouldn't be there unless Allah invited you. Allah wanted you to be there, mm. so like, you know, embrace it and accept it and make the most of it. So, alhamdulillah, it was such a beautiful experience, and you know, as soon as I got there, you know, I started my tawaf. I did not touch my phone once. Subhanallah, and you can see. People are just recording, taking selfies while they're doing the tawaf, you know. Tawaf, like it's, it obviously it's not a good good, good image to show, yeah. uh, good, uh, good image to see, but um, subhanAllah, it, w- it was a, it was amazing, surreal feeling. Mm. And well, like, I can't wait to go back. Already I'm thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> that Iman boost, man, like yeah. the, subhanAllah. And now that also it's good you ended your trip with that, <coughs> so that you can kind of try to keep that Iman boost. Like you said, you wanted to learn Arabic and stuff like that. Which is good. Do you have a direction of how you w- might want to learn Arabic? Look, uh, I've tried here and there uh, with a few people in the past. Um, some people do charge a little bit ridiculous, uh, which is... What's ridiculous? Like, I don't know. 80 bucks a session. Is that, is that normal? That is not normal. Or maybe uh, maybe I'm looking the wrong places. You are. <laughs> 80 bucks a session? is yeah. For one hour? That's. I, I've, I've gone through that in what? the past. Is it going to get you fluent in one session? No, <laughs> that's like 80 <laughs> bucks for it? That's a lot. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Hey. That's a lot. Speaking of, uh, what's its name, um... Quran Arabic, that's why. It's a bit of blessing. Fusha, yeah? Yeah, Fusha. Yeah. So you've been looking, like, would you want to get a teacher and stuff, you know? Definitely, yeah. yeah. So the only issue about about that is, like, because of my, my time management right now, I'm really I'm really busy, so, like, I can't really physically go and see someone. Mm. So if it's online, then 100% I can. But, yeah, if you guys have any recommendations, please let Off me know. Off camera, inshallah. Yeah. Off what about French? Look, French will come in slowly, yeah. but my main priority right now is Arabic. Arabic is the priority. I want to learn Fusha, and then I want to, you know, um, learn different dialects uh, over time. I just imagine you yes. get a French girl. What? Was going to tell him some like movies to watch this guy? <laughs> That's better. I've I was got some sources. I was going to have some out loud. Do you guys speak f- uh, fluent? Arabic? Yeah, je parle français. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no, we don't speak fluent. No, we know like enough, like conversational, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, like if you spoke like right now, I, c- I can understand what you're saying, you know, mm. but I just can't speak it. Mm. It's very hard, and well, it's it's such a challenge. But alhamdulillah, like practice, bro. Yeah. yeah, I have a goal now: learn Arabic, you know, and it takes time, obviously, a couple of years, possibly, mm. like to l- know it properly. But there's a lot of benefits from it, you know, like not only the traveling side of it, but you know, understanding the religion more, you know, mm. understanding what you're reading, you know, mm. Subhanallah, we read the Quran every day, but like. Um, we don't we don't know what we're reading, mm. in most cases. So you don't have that attachment with the heart, you know. So that's one of the biggest reasons why I want to learn Arabic, um, so that I can increase my knowledge as well. Um, but yeah, inshallah, we'll see we'll see how it goes. But I'll make it easy yeah. for you. Yeah, it's like what I said even before. See about the money to build up for Umrah. It's the same for Arabic. The same for learning a language. You know, it just it's about about consistency. You know, even if it's five words a week, in the end, bro, you'll be surprised how much you learn. You know, so. 
and that itself is an investment as well so i'll be you know utilizing a lot of my time learning arabic for the long term do you know when we need to get you back on yeah arabic's good fluent and then if Ali knows a bit of Spanish and we do some history or something, and then we, we come back and everyone's like, what the hell? We, we do a podcast <laughs> in Arabic and then switch to French and then talk about history. You want to join? No, no, no. If I was to learn a language. Anyway, um, <laughs> Turkey, bro. Do you hop on a hot air balloon? Because it's it notorious mm. for hot so air balloons. I had one day and a half. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of my trip yep. in Turkey, so I was in Istanbul for four days. I'm like, look, I have a day and a half, so I'm like, my initial plan and itinerary was to go to Cappadocia. Where so Cappadocia? So that's a city where the yeah, hot yeah. air balloons are. It's got a bit of history, ancient history as well. But I'm like, I was thinking about. It. I'm like, look, hot air balloon, three hundred dollars for an hour. Look, it wasn't about the money, but it was just the the fact that like, all right, I'll jump off the hot air balloon, and then what am I gonna do in Cappadocia? So I'm like. Probably not. And then I started doing a bit of research. I'm like, getting back to what you said, I actually decided to go to Antalya. Okay. I made mm, the decision the night before. And I was sitting there at 11.30 p.m. looking for tickets. <laughs> the next flight was in the morning, 7 o'clock. So mm. I'm like, you know what? I'm only there for one day. So I'm like, let me get the ch- earliest ticket and let me get the latest ticket back. Yeah. So subhanAllah, I, I managed to get a ticket at like 7 o'clock in the morning. And bear in mind, I got the ticket at, uh, like the night before at 11 or something. Um, so I booked the ticket and then the returning flight was at 11.55 p.m. Mm. And the day after that, my flight was at 7 a.m. to go back to London. Um, so it was a bit... It was tight. It was very tight, but um, <coughs> like, like obviously, like you guys saw, Antalya is so beautiful, man. Mashallah. The water, the waterfalls and everything. Turkey's got natural beauty, man. Yeah. Got a bit of everything. The Turkish people obviously see Antalya as like a party <laughs> area. <laughs> and I didn't go for any of that reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we went on at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, yay. <laughs> Bird parties and everything and stuff like that. No, no. Um, well, like, there's so much to see there. Like I was relaxing, you know, you dive into the water and everything. It's beautiful. Do you look at, because now hearing your trip, you're like, I was in this country for one and a half days and I was in Morocco for six days and I went to three <laughs> different cities. Like, do you think you try to do too much in too little time or do you actually like that kind of traveling where it's non-stop, different cities and try to get as much as you can in a short time? Um, for me, look, it's about making the most of, making the most of like whatever I can. Like I, I was limited, obviously. I only had three and a half weeks and I'm like, you know what? I want to travel to five different countries so i'm like i'll just make the most of it so if i was in a city for one day which in which i was for a a majority of my travel um then it didn't really concern me as long as i got to see what i wanted to see and i'm like would you rather though try to spend five days in istanbul instead of one and try to do maybe like more deeper like go to all around would you do you enjoy doing like the more quick travel boom in and in and out of city so you can get all the cities done and i would rather relax and see everything so inshallah next time when I do travel back I will take some time off proper time off what's next on the list because you said December Ooh. so that means we've got an app in January look, 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 <laughs> planned out. it's, a, it's a bit of a secret well, why don't we travel with you bro why don't we do the app in wherever you're going to learn French we'll just meet him at the Moroccan the Moroccan airport <laughs> <laughs> get in the drone even if he doesn't tell us we'll just see him at the airport <laughs> get in the drone back hey. look by all means I'm going back to Morocco 
Yeah. 100%. Inshallah. This guy loves a drone. Inshallah, if, if Allah wills. Um, <laughs> Bro, there's something in Morocco you're not telling us about. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. But that was in Morocco for six <laughs> days and all he told about was the drone. <laughs> no, Morocco is such a beautiful place. Wallah. You have yeah. to look into it. Trust uh, me. Inshallah. I probably, no, I wouldn't say I rate it more than Turkey. But, um, Ooh. Ooh. Know, I didn't, I didn't this, expect that. No, no, no. no I, I wouldn't. I, I okay. almost got caught there. <laughs> um, <laughs> now there's so much to see like the thing is it's not only about Morocco but like if you go to a certain country and you enjoy it within those five days there's so much more things to do and like I, I felt like I didn't do enough so that's the reason why I want to go back to Morocco I want to go back to Turkey spend maybe two weeks there you know probably get a proper hairline as well done yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys are funny um, <laughs> thanks. But <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. Right, Morocco, Morocco <laughs> and Turkey. You want to go for two weeks? There's like there's always something you can find to do. Yeah, yeah now nah, I want to go back to Morocco. Yeah, spend a bit more time there. Possibly go back to Turkey as well. Yep. Look, believe it or not, I don't. F- I don't want to go back to London. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, I've been there three times now. Subhanallah, it is boring. Yeah. Like, on the way back, I had to transit and stay there for about eight hours. And I was just, I'm like, what do I do now? Like, it was that boring. Mm-hmm. And I have cousins there, so I have family there. So I, the reason why I go to London is to see them, yeah. as well as watch Arsenal. Yeah. But like else so, you, so you have family there, but you don't want to go back to London. That's your new yeah. I'll, I'll, I'd, I'd go back to see them. <laughs> I'd go back to see them, obviously. But like, but not to travel there. Yeah, like London is boring. People are probably like, what's wrong with this guy? Yeah. Trust I me, get, go there that. a few times and then you'll yeah. understand. It's just they've, got the, they've got the queen. But I'm, I have a conspiracy <laughs> theory. Yeah, I have a. Con- yeah, they've got the queen. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, you're, gonna go, you're gonna go more than three times just to go <laughs> see the queen, <laughs> just to wave at her guards. <laughs> no, but I have a conspiracy theory that by the time you probably go back there, son, she's not gonna be alive. <laughs> go. okay. Possibly. Yeah, bro, they're preparing yeah, her death. But I've got a serious question for you. It's in the hands of Allah. Like it's yeah. like Before anyway. we get past <laughs> London, <laughs> um, believe it or not, I didn't watch Top Boy till I left this, to the trip. So shout out to Salah, he introduced me to it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, bro, you gotta watch Top Boy. I'm like, all right, done. So that's I'll why his accent's been funny. <laughs> <laughs> so do you speak like them in it? <laughs> Man, it brainwashed me. Wallah, like I was on a 20 hour flight to London. Yeah, I had to do a um, transit to thing. Wallah, yeah. I did not sleep once. I was that into it. <laughs> it was crazy. It's I was yeah. that into it that when I landed in London, yeah, after two days, I actually went past all the crazy suburbs. Okay. I went to Tottenham, Brixton. Peckham, yeah, Hackney. Yeah, I just want to suss it out, you know, like, it's just like a good old Footscray, Collingwood, you know. Yeah. Um, a question for you, yeah? Obviously, now you're officially in the Wayfarer Club, you know what I mean? Travelling in about, what, six different countries or something like that. Is that the Wayfarer Club? Never invite me there. Is it in your bio? Huh? Is it in your bio? No, 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 I don't do that stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> my, my, my question is... Imagine yeah. what's a location. <laughs> 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 sorry, forgive us. No, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> um, Alhamdulillah. Um, I was going to say to you, bro, what was your sleep like, bro? Because i got to ask this question, yeah? Because obviously you're doing one thing after another, yeah? You're one and a half days in one country, one city, onto the next, yeah? And obviously, like, a lack of sleep can affect your, like, stay in another city or country, yeah? Um, I don't, do you drink coffee? No. Nah. Alhamdulillah, that's good. But I was going to say, what was your sleep like, bro? Uh, it was really inconsistent. 
Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. I was probably going to sleep at like 2 a.m. Mm. on average. Um, depending on the depending on the country. Yeah. Um, because sometimes Fajr will be a bit early. Yeah. Sometimes Fajr is a bit late. So I'd be sleeping probably three, four hours. Yeah. And then that's it. I'll wake up in the morning, get out. It's not good. Like, there's no point sleeping up until 11 a.m. because you're in a different country, you're on a holiday. You know, for me, my intention was, you know, just get out and make the most of it. So from the morning, I like sometimes in London, I was going for runs in Hyde Park okay. every morning, every morning, wow. like minimum 20,000 steps. It was crazy. I was enjoying it. I loved it. You know, like I felt like it was home. Um, Speaker's Corner, you went there? I, di- I did go there, but on the day that there was Speaker's Corner, um, so <laughs> this is another funny story. It's a different topic. Let it out. I spoke to um. I, I met a few people. Yeah. Bi- it's a bit controversial. I met Shamsi. Yeah, I seen you take a photo with him on Insta. Look, it doesn't mean I'm supporting anything. Guys from huh? Hyde Park. Yeah. yeah. You love a Moroccan, yeah? Huh? huh? He, he's Algerian. Same thing. He's half Algerian. <laughs> 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 um. I no, no, I'm joking, guys. Moroccan is true. And then someone's hey, gonna they, come in the comments. They'll beef. <laughs> um, I met Ali Dawa as well. Yeah. Um, so now you're definitely gonna get hate for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like I just wanted, I wanted to go there and just hear different people's opinions, and yeah. you know, we we see so many things on YouTube and stuff, but you know, just go there and speak to them and really see what they um want to say. So it feels so much more like when you see it on the computer, you feel like it's so like high stress, high environment, this that. But then you go there and people are just chatting. It's very calm. And I was like, Subhanallah, when we went, oh. Didn't go. No, I didn't yeah. go that day. But when I went, I was just like, what is going on? It's just such a different experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to go to Speaker's Corner. Like, I've been past it, obviously, <laughs> but I didn't get to go, like, on the day. So. You had runs to go to, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go for a run. Yeah. No, I was really busy. I was doing other things. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was it. my last day that day, the Sunday. Yeah. After Arsenal, I was leaving. I was going to leave to a different city. Bro, in regards to fitness and stuff, because I know you take Allah and you take care of your body and whatnot. But um, I was going to say, your eating schedule, what was that like? I wouldn't be surprised right now if you had like like proper food for breakfast. You ha- you probably weighed out your food too. How conscious were you? Probably brought the scale with you too. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Um, look, I, I already knew I was going to put on a bit of weight. Because okay. you're going to travel in, um, overseas one whole month. You can, you know, I'll put on about five kilos, which is pretty crazy. Um, I am a big eater. But like my intention was, you know, I'm going to go on a holiday, you know, let loose, eat as much as I can. Um, just make the most of the holiday, like enjoy it. Like um, <laughs> I went to Turkey. I tried so many different dishes. I loved it. Turkey food's good? Yeah, uh, not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. Don't, 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 don't ask me what they are. Only, <laughs> because, only because you said <laughs> Turkey is better than Mocha. I thought maybe food because Abshid went recently and he said food's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Like the mornings, like you're eating the bagel and you have the eggs, the scrambled eggs. It's crazy, man. I don't know what spices they put in there, but it's Mashallah. I woke up, you know. I wanted to hear, bro, like, at, uh, I've, I think because time we need to go for dinner so- as well, so we'll end it soon. But you said Turkey is, is better than Mocha, as in you enjoyed it more? He's not letting that go, bro. No, nah, but I want to know, was, it, was that the most enjoyable part besides maybe Umrah? I won't include Umrah. Was uh, that the most enjoyable country you went to, like, out of the four? Out of the five? I went to Dubai as well. I didn't count Saudi. Oh, you didn't count Saudi. Okay, um... Look, hold this guy, but um, Morocco was the best. Okay. Yeah, 100% That's good. Morocco. It's good to know, yeah. Because um, I, I went on a lot of tourist trips. Um, it, it was crazy. It's <laughs> nice when the, look, it's nice when the family takes you around. Yeah, like, <laughs> <you> <laughs> it, well, it was beautiful. Well, like, you have to go there and see it for yourself. 
There's so, so much to see. <laughs> so much to see. But um, Morocco, and then I'd say Turkey. Um, and then what else? Now, I just wanted to know what the favourite yeah. was. Because obviously, you've spoken a lot about Morocco. You spent <coughs> like six days there. So I just wanted to know, just because us, I think a lot of us don't get to go to that side, you know? Like, if we do, we maybe go for a day or so. But most people are just in Europe. They don't get to touch North Africa. So that's beautiful to hear, man. That's really nice, but yeah. Um, was there anything you wanted to bring up? Because obviously, like you said, you listened to the podcast. There was maybe a topic or questions. You said Ali or Thailand. Was there something you wanted to bring up oh, before yeah. we end the episode? Because maybe you came like, actually, I want to ask the boys something. You know, was there something or we'll go out to eat and you ask us there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, look, look I want to obviously, first of all, say I'm, I'm proud of you guys. Like, you guys come a long way. I remember those days back at La Trobe. You know, we're um. bantering. You guys are like, we're starting a podcast. I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> well, and then yeah, like, please don't. How many, years <laughs> how many years has it been now? Three years? Yeah, Two years? Uh, we're, we're Next month will yeah. be our third year. It's been a year after. Mashallah. I'm really proud of you guys, Wallah. And like, it, it just shows. You just keep consistent and just keep going. Wallah. Sure. Like, you know how they say, put content out? Content, 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 content. Yeah, that's that's the off. most important thing. Wallah, and regardless of what people say, it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, consistency. My question to you guys is, what gives you guys that drive and motivation like to just keep going and you know giving people that platform and opportunities to like talk and you know express their um their ideas and their uh, uh, like express their experiences and stuff yeah who wants to answer me ali i'm sorry uh, ashraf start (laughs) thank you guys for like (laughs) (laughs) um bismillah i think for this topic I think with anything you do, like playing soccer, like starting a new venture, side hustle, motivation isn't going to last. You know, it's cute at, at first. Everyone goes, fed income, fed income. It's nice. You know, everyone's hyping you up and then it's easy to do. And then eventually you go, okay, everyone talks about you. Everyone shares your content. Then it goes back to no one. That's where it's just discipline. And you got to stay consistent. I think the good thing is there's four of us. So we can kind of, if I have an off week, Ali will pick me up or Ali will kind of, put more effort in that week so we can kind of lean on each other which helps a lot with building consistency because for example now how's not here he goes i have an assignment it's not that there's no content a lot of other businesses if you're the only guy if you don't work you make no money but us alhamdulillah we have a group we have an editor here one of our boys you know so shout out ahmed i wouldn't give it um, <laughs> <laughs> so alhamdulillah i think the the discipline i think the desire also to do good work i feel like we're moving in a direction that we're not Hey, let's get views, let's be funny, let's be this, let's be that. We're actually organic to who we are and we're trying our best to bring valuable content to help people. You know, that's why we're actually interested in half the stuff you're bringing up. Like a lot of times people come on, like the guests, and you actually see we're interested in the topics. Like we're not just like, oh, what, you know, asking this question and that. That's true. And there's a lot of guests that we've said, hey, this will bring views, but we don't want to talk to them. So let's not bring them because we'd rather trust the journey and rather. The audience knows us or whoever, people that listen to us know us. So we don't want to kind of be fake to who we are. We want to keep stay, stay on our path, stay disciplined, stay consistent. And inshallah, the end goal is just to help people. And hopefully people can see that. I love that answer. Beautiful. Well, a lot of the conversations we enjoy as well because we were having dinner at Taste of Thai. And I remember we just spoke about one of you. Remember his story that he put up? And one of your edits that you, I don't know if you had a, I was a, one of the architectural buildings in Morocco. And he did this like nice little cut or something like that. And yeah. we were just looking at it. And we're like, in the spot, we're just like, bro, let's get Bristol when he comes back. Mm. And we were actually keen to chat to you about your trip. So the good thing about it is like, like we can have dinner with you 
and chat about your trip, but we can also make it a content. Mm. You know what I mean? And we actually enjoy this, you know. But I'm laughing. I'm th- gonna go home driving about the stories you've been telling me. Mm. Morocco, Morocco, Morocco. <laughs> I, l- I love it, bro. Mm. You know, so Alhamdulillah, that's, that's what keeps it pushing. Yeah. Ali? Yeah. I was gonna say, Ashraf said it best. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one of the things is like just to keep going as well is like giving the people opportunity to like share their story, share their experience, experiences like yourself. And also it's just like developing like the culture in Melbourne and inshallah like Australia because it's like creating a platform because you see there's so many platforms like in the UK, US obviously it's clear, but it's like there's not much in Australia. So it's like we need to like take advantage in, in terms of not just benefiting us, but like our platform is benefiting ev- everyone else around us. Definitely. Yeah. And the country we're in. So it's not just about us, it's about everyone around us. Definitely. Um, I wanted to also say, where can people find you on social media? Is do you have social media that's maybe public or is it more private? If people did want to see your stories, anything, you don't have to. If you're private, like I don't have social media, so it's like halas. So, is yes. the uh, I do have social media, but I like I keep everything private. Mashallah. Yeah, just so people know. How about if some sisters on it? <laughs> 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 no, no. Okay, oh. message us and we'll message on your behalf. Inshallah. <laughs> you know what to do. Don't message me either. <laughs> it's not gonna go through. But message the Fair Dinkum channel. Are we going to see vlogs and stuff? Possibly? Vlogs, look, I, I was thinking of opening up a TikTok page. Yeah. But then I'm like, nah, it's too You have the touch for it, fam. Oh, I can do some, some yeah. magic. You can. Mm, well, like, you can. I'm not trying to talk up too much, but like, yeah. you have good hands? I can do some stuff. Editing wise. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 so you said I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm like, you know, like, I want to keep, keep my life a bit more private. Like, you know, the people I have on Instagram or whatever, I have social media. Um, it's people that I know. Uh, colleagues and close friends and you know family so I'm like let them enjoy and see what I have yeah, to yeah. show but like um, otherwise yeah like just I'd rather keep it private better, better decision bro I wish I had about that after but I hope you guys did enjoy the episode I hope you guys understood that an investment in yourself would never be a bad investment I hope you guys enjoyed it it'll be much more of Barissa when we get him in January <laughs> and maybe come co-host some episodes so I hope you guys enjoyed Actually, remember I was, I was just saying that to make Ali's it sound <laughs> nice. I was just saying it. I don't actually want him. To Ali's get. leaving us. I'm telling you there's a fourth spot available. I don't, like, that's another East African, like, you know. Oh. <laughs> there's, there's another Lebo guy I kind of wanted. I <laughs> <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed it. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And see you next week.